The Avengers. That's what we call ourselves. Earth's Mightiest Heroes type thing. Episode 83 of the Geek Generation. We are here for a very special All Avengers episode. All Avengers. It's rare that we focus an entire episode on one topic, but that is what we're doing today. Yes, we are. Mike Volpe's here. Brian Lipsitz is in the studio. No, not in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm tired. Brian Lipsitz is on the Skype. How you doing, Brian? Good. Reports of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. (laughs) That they have. Uh, so I, if I haven't warned people enough already, and I probably haven't warned them at all because they're just tuning in, this is going to be spoiler-ridden. So shut it off if you don't want to learn anything. Yes. And if you haven't seen it yet, then you're not really a fan. <laughs> there have been 14 days. No, there haven't. Well, how long has it been? Two out? weeks. It's two weeks. Two okay. weeks. Yeah. There has been 14 days to see this thing. And if you are a superhero fan, you haven't seen it. You suck. Yeah. So we made sure we gave adequate time for people yes. to actually go out and see the movie before we discussed it in detail. But since we are going to have a complete episode here of spoilers, we might as well step into the spoiler room for an entire episode. This has never been done. Unprecedented. <laughs> Breaking in the down generation. the walls. Breaking down. So let's go in. Access granted. Welcome. In the spoiler room, we are free to talk however we want. So. Before I think we I get, get the passcode on the spoiler room. God no! Oh, damn it! <laughs> That's where I keep all the. Maybe it's like that eyeball stuff. thing. The eyeball thing. Yeah, yeah from the Avengers. Yay. Yeah, I'll leave my eyeball alone, <laughs> you freaky man. <laughs> so what we did, or uh, what some of us started to do. I know Brian, you watched a lot of stuff in preparation yourself. Yes. Now, yep. Yeah. And uh, myself and Mike and my friend Cope and one of his friends came over. Which was the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to uh, have the Marvel movie marathon that I talked about on the show before. Now, just imagine guys sitting here in a room watching it with three other guys who are just hyped up about it. Yeah. One of which who has never seen any of the movies. Right. And two of the guys are talking in Tony Montana's voice the entire time. <laughs> it was fantastic. It was quite entertaining. Uh, it I'm was. not going to lie. Um, so... We, we started, I started the Marvel movie marathon at about 9.30 in the morning. And unfortunately, my friend Cope was a little late for part of Iron Man. And I was like, dude, you're missing the best one of the bunch. Yeah. Like that, the be- I think Iron Man is the best of the Marvel movies leading up to it. What do you guys think? It was the I best agree. one. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah. So uh, we started that at like 9.30 and then slowly throughout the day took like roughly 15 minute intermissions throughout all of them. And I was planning on being done at 8.30. And Mike pointed out how apparently good I am at scheduling. Because we finished at 8.29. He did. I knew that if... I wasn't going to... I didn't see Thor. But I knew I wasn't going to be able to get here for it. But I was like, if I get here at... What time did I get here? 6.15. If I get here at 6.15, he'll just be finishing Thor. Getting ready to jump on Captain America. Sure enough, I walked through the door. And you were what? Like three minutes left of Thor? Yep. It was... I was blown away by the timing. <laughs> yeah, I hit my time, dude. Because he, yeah, Rob had posted all his uh, his schedule online. 
which had like the intermissions. It had everything. I had to. For you went really in were... depth with it too. You had the actual like Iron Man logo, like yeah. the logo for every. I movie. made a Photoshop yeah. like picture. <laughs> I was. I don't know. I can't help. It. I love doing that stuff. I don't oh, know it's why. Fun. Um, but it was important that I have the times in the schedule because you people kept like it. you and Jack and everything, people that came later on needed to know when we were starting each movie so that you could be here for it. Which of the movies do you guys think was the weakest? My feeling was it was Captain America. Iron Man 2. Really? Iron Man 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. I um Upon watching them again, and I honestly, the only one I didn't own was Iron Man 2. Uh-huh. I bought it specifically for the marathon, and it is a piece of the Avengers puzzle, so I, I guess it's kind of important to have. That's but the even, one where the shield is in it, right? Uh, where the shield, the shield. It, Captain yeah, America yeah. shields props as like yeah, a yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, as a whole, I I realized how much or how weak Iron Man two actually was as a movie. Mm. I didn't real. I mean, it was fun, but it's really goofy, and I don't know. Yeah, there's some parts of it that are just. It, it's still real to me. It's still really good, but there's definitely the weakest. There's a lot of weak points to it that yeah. it seems like they rushed it and. Obviously, it was you know rushed for a reason, but yeah. When did that come out? That was uh, a couple years ago, right? 2010. We saw it in the theater, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. I came over and watched the first Iron Man, and then we went to the theater. Yeah. Did we? I, I thought so. Remember. We might have. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I hadn't seen it, and you wanted to see it, and I was like, well, I didn't see the first one. I love to do preparatory It was a mini ma- movie marathon <laughs> of true. one movie. <laughs> and another will happen when uh, The Dark Knight Rises comes out, oh. guaranteed. So um, that was a fun day. Are we going to watch all the Batmans from the beginning? Like no. the first one? <laughs> no, because they don't tie in. But you don't want to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Freeze? Come really on. don't. Really don't. All right. But but the Marvel movie Marathon was amazingly fun. It's so much like junk food and candy. Oh, and my God. I don't know how I came out of it without diabetes. That's true. <laughs> I told him that. Yeah. So you're going to end up with diabetes. But it was it was a blast. I was so thrilled we did it. I'd never done anything like that before and to spend the entire day. And we saw the Avengers itself at 10, 15 at night. Right. I wasn't sure if I was just going to be wiped out. But I the day. Fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. The day flew by like so fast. Yeah. But it was so much fun. So much fun to do. Uh, so I guess we should start talking about the Avengers itself, unless you guys have any points about Pardon the prior my sniffles, movies. By the way, my allergies are in full effect. Yeah. Are there any uh, anything you guys want to add on any of the prior movies at all? Maybe uh, as to how they how they weigh against each other. Or- well, I was just I didn't see Thor, but I thought the Avengers did a good job of recapping before mm-hmm. we really got into what was going to happen. So you never saw Thor I never prior. saw it at all, but oh. I understood exactly what took place. Okay. I saw the last few minutes of it. So, That's not but nearly I understood. <laughs> I pretty much understood what was going on there. Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't really get into super character development of Thor. No. That was more of an action movie than anything, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Probably worked I, the best I, that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think just rewatching Thor and Captain America, it's realizing... They're definitely the two hardest ones to 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 get. You know, Thor itself would probably been the hardest character to translate to film, mm-hmm. and just they did a really see how really good of a job they did with it. And same with Captain America, where both of them, you know, they kind of shouldn't work because they're kind of hard characters to get across to the audience, but yep. they really really do work. Mm-hmm. So we talked about it while watching that Cap really had the benefit of being set in the period that it was. Yeah, to get away with certain things, and I I, I don't want to go into it too much because we did talk about it. I think Thor and Captain America we have had spoiler room discussions on in yeah, the past, did. and it's kind of weird. We've we have I feel like we've been doing this show forever, but uh, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, and uh, the Incredible Hulk were all mm. prior to 
our podcasting start. Uh, really? Yeah. Yep. Mm, true. So we never really discussed those in general. But yeah, Iron Man 2 is still the weakest of them. <laughs> and I think I don't know why people crap on the Incredible Hulk at all, because I love that movie. I thought it was yeah. really good. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely. I didn't have high hopes for it when I watched it because I saw the first one. Yep. And that was, I think, the only movie I've ever seen where I was ready to get up and walk out of the theater less than halfway through. The last like act I, of the movie is terrible. I just well, thought the whole thing a lot was of, crap. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that movie is terrible with the Hulk dogs and the crazy Nick Nolte and yep. the Hulk yeah. looking like a giant green blob. Yeah. But yes. when I saw that the the most recent one, it was much better. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't have high hopes for it, but it turned out to be good. So the Avengers. Yes. Overall thoughts without getting into specifics, really. How how'd we like it? I thought it was good. Yeah. Brian? That, that's really unspecific. <laughs> well, you said without getting into details. <laughs> yeah. All right. I thought it was good. Now, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's the best superhero movie ever. Mm-hmm. I think we have to wait to see if it is. Okay. Just because I know it just came out. Right. And it is making a ton of money. And but, everyone's all high on it. Right. In the past, we've seen movies make a lot of money that were garbage. True. And then movies that were really good yep. that didn't make any money. So I don't think money is a good way to judge. I agree. It Success, yeah, it yeah. shows. But as far as how good it is, I think it did raise the bar mm-hmm. as far as – how can we get so many people on a screen at once, give them their individual time and still make it work? Yep. Like they've set a formula now. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see if it was. I think it's going to take a good, what, 10, 15 years to really look back and say, wow, that was really, really good. I don't really, think really it's going to take that long. There's I a lot of movies we'll that are set to come out still. I think we'll know by like the next few Marvel releases. Honestly, because that's how you—that's how well, we're you, gauging are we them. Judging this based on strictly Marvel or just in well, no, general. But I, I think that Marvel has hit such a span of like we were even just saying. It's hard to take one of them out of context of the others. Like Iron yeah. Man is great, and it was it was very well made. But it's hard to really put it into a category unless you compare it to something of similar yeah. creation. So at first, you compare Iron Man to other superhero movies. Then you compare it to the other Marvel releases. Okay. And now it's really like classifying it as the best of them. Mm-hmm. And I think Avengers will be the same. Like we can put Avengers against the other Marvel releases and they kind yep. of are their own thing. Like, yes, you can yeah. put them in the realm of superhero movies too, but like <laughs> who wants to compare it to Green Lantern? That's a waste of time. <laughs> no, we, uh, we wouldn't do yeah. that. Yeah. All right. So, Brian, we, uh, what were your thoughts? Um, I loved the hell out of it. I've seen it three times. I think it's my new favorite movie and this has nothing to do if you take Joss Whedon out of the equation it's mm-hmm. not just because Joss Whedon did it um, just the the combination of action and characterization and comedy and act and the ensemble actors I just thought it was the most fun I've ever had at the movies and it's just it it did not seem like two and a half hours. It, it completely flew by, and I and I hate and this is not a jab at you, Rob, but I like I was not, like up until now, Dark Knight was like the epitome of you know, and this surpassed that. But mm-hmm. they're also mm-hmm. completely different movies. You know, Dark Knight is completely one character; and it's more of a drama and realistic. It's not. This is more of a living comic book. So again, you can't really compare them. But to me, in my enjoyment level, it was it was just the best I've ever had with a comic book movie and a movie period. And, and ultimately, that's why you're going to the movies. I mean, you want. The yeah. enjoyment level. That's it yeah. right there. I, I had some similar thoughts. I uh, honestly, I had very different thoughts coming out of it the first time. And then I saw it again last night uh, to because I always need to do that. Yeah. Just not only to refresh it before these discussions, but just to really 
separate it from the initial experience. Like the first time I went in with so much hype behind it and after watching everything that built to it. So I'm like, this better be freaking good. Hmm. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the, uh, like the attitude you have. At least yeah. I did going into it and it, it was, it was great. And yet at the same time, I was like, that was awesome. And I was like, but, and there's always that little butt in the back of my head. Yeah. But honestly, watching it again a second time, I enjoyed it more than the first because the expectation part was out of the equation. Yeah. I had seen it. I knew certain things were coming up and I could really just enjoy it for what it was instead of what I was waiting for it to be. Mm -hmm. And I liked it way more the second time even. I did see it a second time. I saw it Friday. Yeah. Heather didn't see it, so we took her to see it. Yeah. And it was good. I, You know, it was a little more cartoony than the other ones, but I suppose it needed to be. It needed like, to be, yeah. There was more comedy to it. Absolutely. But Way it worked. More. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I would describe it cartoony. I'd, I'd more describe it as, yeah, there's bright colors and more, uh, you know, comic bookness, but you kind of have to when you have all those. You can't just keep, you know, you know, Iron Man is just one character that is, you know, very realistic in realism, but this, you kind of, you're adding, you know, aliens and, you know, giant battles and all these guys. It is going to get kind of comic booky. I don't know if I'd call it cartoonish, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so those are our overall thoughts. Mm -hmm. To get more into specifics, I separated my thoughts into what worked and what didn't work in okay. my eyes. So I'll go down a couple, and then you guys can add your thoughts in. Uh, for me, what worked, I loved the like a specific thing. I love the talk that Banner and Stark had about the Hulk being viewed differently as saving Banner's life. Yeah, and like mm -hmm. him kind of framing that in a different way. I thought that mm -hmm. was awesome. I could sit and watch those two in a movie discuss scientific Seriously. stuff for like three hours. I know. I loved. I loved their whole interplay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they all had great chemistry, and it was awesome seeing the different personalities working together, which is what we were all waiting for. That was it. Yeah. I think, to Whedon's credit, and like we had kind of mentioned up to this point, that's his bread and butter, is yeah. to take these personalities and really dissect their relationships. And uh, the fact that we could listen to their conversations, I found their conversations with each other sometimes just as exciting as the action sequences. Oh, yeah. And that's where Whedon is powerful. Mm. That was amazing. Um, so that was awesome. I thought there was, like we were just saying, there was a fantastic blend of personalities. Mm -hmm. I know there's some complaints out there about Hawkeye getting uh, shortchanged, but I really thought. No, oh, I that, thought it was great. Yeah, I did yeah, too. They, they made him badass. I don't know what else you would. I don't know where people are expecting after having just a small cameo in Thor that he was going to be like, I, blown up like I crazy. I thought, honestly, of all the characters in the movie, yep. that Hawkeye and Black Widow were the standout characters. I really? really enjoyed watching them on the screen. Well, and I think they should have honestly they had the most to do and say because yeah. they didn't have their own movies, so they really needed to get those characters, mm -hmm. you know. I hope they the, get their own movie. Put the I two of them be in surprised a film. At all. I really really and anytime those two were on the screen, I was like, wow, this they're really cool characters. I don't know if they'll separate them entirely, but I think a shield movie is a definite possibility. Mm. Well, they're already talking. Scarlett Johansson was talking in an interview that Joss was really she was talking to Joss about doing sort of like an origin movie because they gave her a bunch of material and she's really interested in doing the Black Widow like cool. kind of like a prequel. Definitely. So I don't know. It was a great, those are two great characters. I yeah. thought they were done very well in the movie. Yep. I, I liked Mark Ruffalo a lot yes. more than I expected to. Me too. Yeah. But that's what was, I was gonna not to interrupt, but that's what I was gonna ask you guys a, a question kind of concerning Mark Ruffalo. Like yeah. he, he plays Bruce Banner and the Hulk completely different than we've ever seen in any yep. other Hulk. Uh, incarnation on film to the point where he seems like he's almost he plays a much more like a genius and mm -hmm. two he plays a much more like a boiling point where he's almost 
looks like he's almost a boiling pot, like he's almost ready to explode at any point. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what you guys thought of him compared to other Hulks or other Bruce Banners. I uh, well, Eric Banner was uh, eh. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he's kind of a toss away in my opinion. But I agree. Um, I really liked Norton, and I I do love Ruffalo in the role. Although I still miss seeing Norton there just mm-hmm. because of the buildup of it. And especially after watching them all consecutively right before seeing it the first time, mm, yeah. I really like it, it's just that switch. Anytime they do that, mm-hmm. it's the same with Iron Man, Iron Man 2 with uh, Cheadle taking Terrence Howard's role. It's the same yeah. thing. It doesn't matter sometimes how good the guy coming in is. It's just that it's not the same guy. I, I like Ruffalo a lot better. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah, I just thought he looked better. The, yeah. the way he moved on screen, the way he talked, everything just seemed to... Like he had like a nervousness to he him. Did. Like he had at his any hands, moment, like always, he just knew that at any moment it was gonna just explode. And yeah, that was yeah. It. And he was scared of it. You could tell that he was like, "I don't really want to do this," but like it's like at that boiling point. Yeah. Like you, like you guys. And just he was said. so like calm, tempered, right? And, he just and, played off the 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 smart guy character really well yeah. too. I really liked him. I, I'm looking forward to seeing him play the role a few more times. Yep. Yeah, I, I think Norton kind of. I love Edward Norton, but his his Bruce Banner was more subdued, and he really downplayed the you know uh, doctor or you know genius side of it, and it was more mm-hmm. about him on the run. Mm-hmm. Where this Bruce Banner was, you know, like we said, you know, could go to talking, you know, toe to toe science jingo with with Tony right. Stark, and he just. You know, I I just don't know if I could picture Edward Norton's Bruce Banner standing in the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier with all those other characters. I don't know if I could picture that now at this point. I think the Edward Norton character was more action star than than scientist. Well, it should also be mentioned, too, that this was the first time that the actor portraying Banner actually did the motion capture for Hulk. Oh, really? So he actually performed the role of Hulk, not just having like a CGI animation. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And they actually, his face, like the Hulk's face, is was mon- clearly like, yeah, yeah, that was cool. Uh, the the sweeping continuous shot going from each Avenger during the action oh, sequence that was cool was amazing. Well done, well so played. fantastic. And the the them using their powers, Iron Man and Captain America working together, right, That like, was really cool. Firing the repulsors off, like the there shield. wasn't much of that in the movie, but there was just those few instances was where enough. they worked together and it yeah. worked well. Like it wasn't overdone. Yeah. It was well done. And a couple of them were in that continuous shot to yeah. kind of show the team coming together, like yeah. Hulk then taking the the like spine off the back yep. of the big alien, slamming it in, Thor clobbering it with uh, Mjolnir, and it was badass. And it, <laughs> definitely, because based on their just their powers alone, th- that was definitely the the most likely pairings. I yeah. mean, Thor and Hulk are the strongest guys; they're going to work together to destroy something. Totally. And then the other two just feed off one another. And um, I loved I, I know I'm focusing on the Hulk, but I mm. think that he was so while the others were so steady from their movies as kind of like just picking up the same thing and rolling. Hulk was such uh, an improvement and yes. a departure from what they had previously done. And they definitely yeah. put the comedic relief. I mean, there was a ton of jokes throughout the movie, yeah. but Hulk was a huge piece of that yeah. comedic relief. And yeah. I thought to be the standout character of the movie and like just the little things with like him punching Thor. Thor, Yeah. Like people in the theater probably going why, but us that know the Hulk as the character thought that was just spot on. Oh, when I saw it Friday, there were more, there were probably double the amount of people in the theater than when we saw it that first time I saw it in, you know, a different town too. It was packed. 
And that theater was laughing so hard. Like yeah. for a while after the scene too, people were still laughing. Yep. Like and the droopy slamming like, of Loki. Yes. <laughs> I have not yeah. laughed that hard in the movies. Because who so saw long. that coming? You know. Yeah. And, and that was like that got the biggest reaction uh, each time I've seen it. And yep. the first time it was so loud laughing that I couldn't even hear him say "puny god" afterwards. Like because people were talking so oh, loud. Wow. Yeah, that like, happened the second time when yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I, I, you couldn't hear it. So it was so hysterically funny. And there was a lot of laughter, too. And when I saw it last night during that part, but then and I didn't notice this the first time the laughter died down just enough for him to not only say puny God, but also to like when they focused in on Loki, you could hear him just wincing like, "Eh." yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was so good. Anything else that you guys particularly enjoyed? I just loved the fact, you know, that. Joss managed to take all these characters and give them, you know, characterization and bounce off each other, but not a, not a, to the individual characterization to the point where when you go see Thor 2 or Iron Man 3 or Cap 2, you're going to be like, oh, where are the rest of the Avengers? Like, they didn't move each of the individual stories anywhere, so you didn't feel like, you know, once they get to those sequels, you're going to have nothing to do. Like, they didn't touch on, you know, Thor's deal coming back to Earth. They didn't touch on, you know, Cap really dealing with being in a new time time period. And, you know, they, they kept everyone very well condensed. And it was just a really condensedly well done screenplay, I thought, where it serviced everything and you didn't feel like, you know, anything was left out. And yet there's still more to do with all of these characters, which with, well, there's never been a movie like this with this many characters. Right. You know, so it's just it, it's it's brilliant to see it done. And the fact that, you know, it's so well received, it's just, you know, it's incredible. Yeah, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Anything I, else no, in particular? That, I think we covered yeah. my end of it. Yeah. OK. Uh, in that case, let's oh, get well, in. Scarlett Johansson looked phenomenal in that outfit, if I may just. <laughs> the shot from behind when she's standing in front of Loki. and was, I was like, so intentional. Thank you. <laughs> so Mr. intentional. Whedon. But again, it's a comic book movie. Get right. over it. Right. <laughs> For people That's that complain. Great. Yeah. I, why would you why would you complain about that? I'm sure there are <laughs> there are women who are like, oh, it's objectifying women. And blah, blah. I'm like, come on, seriously. It's like a two second shot and get over it. Uh, what didn't work in the movie? For me, there were only a couple things. For the most part, I really, really loved it. Uh, for one, I actually preferred the look of the Hulk in The Incredible Hulk. Not the way he moved and everything, but the actual... And I understand why they did it. And I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it the way they did, because making it look like Ruffalo and everything makes 100% sense. Why wouldn't it? But yet, I still preferred the look of the CGI-created Hulk in The Incredible Hulk. I don't know why. Uh, and I guess part of the ape animation, I'll call it, because there was kind of like a more ape like movement yeah. in the Avengers. And I still prefer the more superhero, like the stature mm. of the one in the Incredible Hulk. So for me, that was one thing that I didn't care for as much. Um, there is one thing that I was a little curious about, but I've kind of justified it in my head since that in the first time he transforms and kind of goes crazy on the helicarrier. Uh, he was out of control. And yeah. then later on in the movie, he's just turns into the Hulk and all of a sudden he can control him a hundred percent. And at first that bugged me until I thought about it more. And I think it's either one of two things is that the, the first change was not initiated by him. So he was out of control yep. and then kept that mental state. Didn't while they say he was something Hulk. about Loki 
like controlling him. Yeah, there was like the manipulation. That yeah. was the other piece is that I thought maybe the, the spear, the staff he was controlling remotely yeah, more or less. they're holding it. And yeah. then the and next still, scene of him is pretty much. Well, this is yeah, after I mean, Loki was in the um, in the prison at this point. No, no, remember the staff like, was separate. when it, it zooms out and, and, and the Hulk, well, Banner's holding the. Yeah, all of them are their emotions are all getting stick. heightened. Yeah, because right. Of the, yeah, because of the staff. Right, which was another part that was weird to me. It was like, well, why is why the hell is Banner holding the staff? Right, like it just didn't like click with me the first time, or even the second so much until I really thought about it afterwards. It was kind of out of nowhere. Like, why the hell is he holding the staff? And he wasn't being like super controlled, just like manipulated. Mm. So that I guess that's how I explained it is because at the end of the Incredible Hulk, uh, the Norton one. They made it very evident that he had gained control or was seizing control of the Hulk mm-hmm. because he could initiate the change on his own without doing anything except just controlling his own body. But that was another thing that was kind of like, OK, but I, I've kind of pieced it together at this point. So it's not as bad. Um, we covered the staff thing. That was my next point. And then the other thing that was and it still is not setting completely good with me is I love the humor that was going on. We discussed some of the jokes themselves but at the same time it felt like they had a a per a joke per minute quota they were trying to fit and a little a few of the jokes felt too forced like they didn't need to be there and they were kind of pulling away from the drama like a specific one Uh, i have two specifically uh two specific ones i can't think of anything oh really i thought they all just yeah played out well i I thought they were all funny but I thought a couple of them could have been removed for mm-hmm. the sake of the scene. Like they almost pulled back to something that didn't need to be. Like for one, the shield guy that was playing Galaga. I thought that oh, was Doug actually yeah, got yeah, one yeah. of the loudest reactions of of when I saw it both times of comedic value. It did. So it absolutely did. But I don't think that was the right time. Like they had already moved past that. Mm-hmm. So why go back to it? I thought it was a joke that was slowing down oh. things. And then the other one was when uh, Chris Evans is sitting there and. What was it? What did they make reference to? A monkey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that one was kind of. And, yeah, and the joke one. itself fell flat. God, I don't even yeah. remember. And that. he was like, oh, I got that. Like, because he yeah. was so excited. Oh, he got yeah. a reference. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that worked because, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I thought, I thought the joke. Funny. Both times I saw it, the joke kind of fell flat and it just slowed down the scene a oh. lot. I don't know. Those two didn't work for me, but I, there were a lot of. A lot of jokes coming from, and even that, like Cap is not a joking character, mm. so he shouldn't have had that many like jokey lines. So yeah. at, at times it did feel like they were trying to hit like a certain rhythm of we have to have this many jokes in this much time to keep the humor at a certain thing. I don't know about that. I think it's just the way because you know I've obviously seen pretty much everything Joss has ever done. Right. It's just his style of writing where he it's just like you hear everything you're like yep that's a Joss joke that like he just that's his he does put a lot of humor into all of his every character he writes and kind of a quirkiness to yeah. all so i i don't know if it's they were trying to put a certain quota in as much as just that that's how he wrote the screenplay oh i know they, they weren't actually aiming for a quota that's just yeah. it just felt like that yeah like i know i know that's joss's style but mm-hmm. i just th- feel like maybe he should have dialed it back just a tad it was a mm-hmm. little over the top hmm but those were only those are my only issues with the whole movie. I didn't really care for Captain America all that much in this film. No, I felt like he was the weakest character for me. For any particular reason, his I know it's stupid. Like the outfit just mm-hmm. didn't. They all looked really good, mm-hmm. but his he was the one guy whose outfit just stood out as being almost too comic booky. 
Like Thor looked very realistic. Yeah. The 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 shield characters looked good. Even you know Iron Man still fit in, even though he's in like armor and it's all brightly colored. Right. I don't know. It just didn't. I kept laughing every time I saw that his his jacket was a hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me laugh. I just felt. But as at the same the, time, it's like, what are you really gonna do with yeah, Cap's costume? Well, that's costume? the thing. Yeah. I just his characters. I don't. I don't know. His characters good and it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Like I was gonna say, like if they're doing another Captain America two, I almost feel like it's. Not need like they did Captain America to bring the Avengers together yep. to to set the whole thing up, but I almost feel like where do you go with him from here? Like it's, it's just so not. He's a great character, but I don't feel like he translates to film as good as the other ones did. He doesn't honestly. Which he really tough, doesn't. I'd like I hate to see them fall flat and have the next movie suck because yeah. like, what do we do with them? Right. I think there's. I, I, I'm guessing I'm, I'm probably biased, but I I just think that you know there's so much you can do with Captain America now that he's. I mean, the first movie was only, you know, a period piece where mm-hmm. he at the very end. Now he's going to be, you know, in the, the and that really is the core of the character in the comics, a man out of time and oh. him trying to deal with that. I mean, he's got a plethora of villains they haven't even touched. You know, they've got Bucky dying in the first movie that they can deal with. Who he mm-hmm. comes back as the Winter Soldier for anyone who reads the comics. Um, there's so many different paths they can take. And. I I actually don't think he was that weak in the movie. I actually liked a lot of his. He was the you know, uh, he was the peacemaker. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of the stuff. A lot of I just a lot of his like. It, Chris Evans just did an amazing job, like the point where, you know, um, Scarlett Johansson's explaining to him how, like, Thor and Loki are gods, and he's just like, yeah. ma'am, there's only one god I believe in, and he doesn't look like that, and he just jumped out of the, like, I, he's just yeah. so, like, a man out of time, it's just hilarious how he calls her ma'am every time he yeah. talks to her. He and works just, well with other characters. Yeah. Like, when I watched yeah. the event, uh, Captain America for the first time over here, before we went to see the movie, like, he, he worked, because I think it was a period piece, and I think that works for the characters, but now... I don't know if he can stand alone. I feel like he should have somebody else with him. Like he can feed off of somebody else. Like they could work together. Mm-hmm. Like if you throw Hulk or you throw Iron Man into his next movie, even if it's just little appearances here or there, mm-hmm. it just works better for him as a character. I think it does. Um, and I had a question. Yeah. I didn't notice it the first time, but I noticed it the second time. Yeah. When they're saving all the people, like there's people trapped in the building, mm-hmm. the blonde girl who I think was a waitress, mm-hmm. they, like four times zoom in on this one girl. Now, yes, she's attractive, but does she, is she important? Is she somebody that plays into his future? I think the one who said that Cap saved her yes, later. Because I don't, four times they zoom in on her. I know who she is. I've seen her in other things. She was actually in Smallville for a little while. And she was the, uh, she was also in Dollhouse and she was also the youngest child on Growing Pains. She no, was no, the no. Girl I know, I know, but like character wise, like does no, that character ever play into Captain America? I don't think no. so. Cause the whole no. time, I, I don't know his, whole story i was just like i wonder if that girl like ends up being like a girlfriend to him or like somehow gets involved with him in the future i was actually kind of would have made sense but i was kind of surprised that they didn't have like while they were going through all the shield stuff uh the agent that's at the end of the first avenger Mm -hmm. in his room in modern day i think they i had thought they were implying that that was uh, a relative of what's her sharon you mean sharon carter aka the the uh is it, I think it's her niece. Yeah, or of of the one that from World War Two. Right. Yeah, Peggy. I don't know if they were implying that or if that was just speculation. But they, there is one scene they they did cut that um where it shows him going to the grave. The or I don't know if it's the grave or if he goes seeing her in a nursing home, finding finding um the the aide Peggy Carter from World War Two from mm. the girl he was in love with. But oh, yep. they cut it for time. So. Right. Right. Huh. Yeah. Any other things in the movie that were uh, issues for either of you? Um, 
I think it's not even an issue, really. But I mean, to get well, really spoilery, I don't. Really. <laughs> I don't think anyone had a clue who Thanos was after yes, the credits. Thank no, you. I was just saying. I don't that. think so either. Because I had to look over and go, "Who the hell was that?" Yeah. But and then Rob's like, "As Thanos, soon as they said courting death, I was like, oh my god." But for anyone who knows Thanos, and it's just like the biggest geekasm of all time. He's a major you know, cosmic level threat from the comics. And uh, he is most famously known for the crossover from, I think I was 10 years old, 1991, which was called the infinity gauntlet, where he gathered all these gems and made a gauntlet of power and took on the entire Marvel universe. And um, uh, he's just like this, you know, I to compare him to anyone. I compare him to dark side from DC. He's basically the super cosmic level threat that, um, apparently, um, I was reading he's going to be the next, you know, obviously in Avengers 2, but they're going to tie him in through all the other sequels, supposedly. He's going to be the underlying thing through all of them. And obviously, he was the guy that was controlling um, the Katari and uh, Loki. You're not controlling them, but leading them. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. there was there was a part where, he, I mean, he always seeks out these larger powered things. So the yeah. cosmic yes. cube was something that he was. And I, I was that was another thing. I know they keep calling it the Tesseract. Mm. And I'm waiting for someone to call it the cosmic cube. <laughs> I guess the reason they did that was, which makes no sense to me, is they thought the cosmic cube was too comic booky, And they're like, well, we'll just call it a Tesseract because that's basically a doorway. Through, but it's like, so people are gonna know what a, not going to know what a cosmic cube is, but they're going to know what a Tesseract is. So. Right. I don't know how that's helping anything. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's insanely crazy. Is the fact that Thanos is revealed as the next villain? That's that's like I was shocked because he's not someone that you really yeah. imagine being put up on the big screen because he's yeah. such a weird looking guy and mm, he's so purple. like a hundred you know times bigger than anything they've done like scope wise because he's just like you know you, you take it to a whole other level with him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, any other issues before we get into the mailbag? Oh, uh, the very last hidden scene. Yes. Uh, you didn't care for it forever to get to. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, my biggest issue is the amount of credits. Well, there were so many people. That I was know, a huge undertaking. We credit the guy do? who threw out the tissue that Robert Downey Jr. blew but his hey, nose man, if into. You were, like, if you worked on, on the movie, I'd want to be credited. Uh, <laughs> it was just like it's union stuff. Man. The scene was funny, yep. but I really thought after all that, it was going to be something, something bigger. bigger. Yeah. Like that first scene was like, oh, my God, it's that bad guy. And then I'm like. I hope the last scene's like Spider-Man or something. Like, I know that's an issue, <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, please just let it be like somebody yeah. talking about the web slinger or something. Give me something here. Little you know, but it was funny. Like, the theater laughed. Yeah. Like, you know. Do you know the story behind the, the final scene? Or I know they went back and reshot it. And I actually, we were wondering after we watched it, because I didn't find out about it till afterwards. Obviously, yeah. I didn't want any spoilers. Um, we were wondering why Captain America was the only one not eating. I was like, his metabolism is faster than everyone else's. Of course, he should be eating the whole time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but he's just sitting with his hand in <laughs> We didn't realize that he had a full beard at that time because they yep. came back and shot it and they were already yep. getting ready for other movies. So they put a prosthetic chin over the beard. Did they really? And then yep. his arm yeah. covered the rest of his face. And that's why he wasn't using it at all. Because he's filming what movie? He, I don't know. Some other movie. That's what funny. other movie he's yeah, and his arm was covering the rest of his face, so it wasn't uh, that big a deal, and that's why he couldn't like take the time. Did to you eat see, like, like they all thought else. it was funny, like uh, Mark Ruffalo sitting there like eating, and he's yeah. just like, like they're laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like if you really look closely, like they were just goofing on it. Yeah, it the funny. whole the whole story behind it is actually 
Downey um, during the last scene where he's on the ground uh, right after everyone thinks he's dead, or and he's talking about shawarma and yeah. um, you know did anyone kiss me? All that was completely ad libbed by Downey. And then Joss was like, you know what? Let's do a let's do uh, a scene where you guys after the battle all go to the go to a shawarma restaurant and start eating. And uh, they're like, all right. And so that was kind of the genesis of that scene. And it was kind of just like a complete in joke. So it, weird. It, I think it's funny. It's, it was funny that they did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, duh, those guys are hungry. I'd be like that, too. I think <laughs> no three must be like, oh, it was kind of showing food? also that, you know, they <laughs> saved the world together. And now they're just going to go eat. And it's kind of like just one of those like down to earth kind, yeah. kind of moments. Yeah. I know. Like, what do they do after all this settles yeah. down? The dust clears. And yeah, that's funny. Um, all right. So we have yeah. uh, quite a few feedback emails, which mm-hmm. is great. Some of them are quite extensive. And fortunately, since we are dedicating an entire episode, we actually have time to go through some of this stuff. So the first one here is from our own girl among geeks, Kendra Kaczynski. Hello, Kendra. Hello. She says, Hello. Avenger. I answered back like I was Kendra. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to you read as Kendra voice. anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're Since she's kind of become part of the staff. We, we still haven't really... heard her voice, have we? No, no, I don't no. think so. Uh, Avengers was an excellent start to a summer of highly anticipated blockbusters. By far the best thing I can say for it is that the Avengers didn't leave me disappointed. After the huge buildup that was leading up to the film, both in terms of my personal anticipation and the long list of movies that led up to this film, there was a very high probability that I would have been left feeling disappointed. The fact that I exited the theater feeling satisfied means that it hit enough of the proper notes to please geeks like me, which is a task I do not envy given the fanaticism of fanboys. There were elements that I didn't think were fully realized. The entire first 20 minutes felt like Whedon was trying too hard to shove us into the world while checking off a list of effects he wanted to throw in early on to get the action vibes at right off the bat. For me, it felt rushed and clumsy, and it took me a little while to feel immersed in the world as a result. Also, I was very disappointed by Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. I was hoping for the badass Jackson to come out more and instead found Mm -hmm. him to be more tepid. He never truly took control of the screen or the team, which inherently goes against the nature of the character he was playing. I was hoping for some of his Pulp Fiction-esque passion that I have never received, (laughs) leaving me feeling disappointed in the character I personally was most excited to see fleshed out. But overall, these slight failures were minor and didn't remotely hinder my overall enjoyment. Avengers was funny, highly character-driven, and full of well-executed action sequences. Essentially, it was everything I was hoping it would be. And since I assume that you guys are having a spoiler room discussion, which we are... Here I can say she that the reveal, us. yeah, <laughs> that the reveal of Thanos during the mid-credit cutscene made me bounce up and down in my seat with giddy anticipation. I don't know what Marvel is planning on doing with him, but I know that no matter which way they go, he will be a formidable opponent for whomever he takes on. I can't wait to see where the filmmakers go next after introducing him. Hmm. Well said, Kendra. Any uh similar issues with Fury not being as badass as he should have no, been. No, I actually thought, and this is, this is you can just say Brian is the apolog the the apologist for this entire episode. But no, <laughs> um, I felt that he was kind of too corny in Iron Man two, and kind of like you know jokey, jokey, and totally like I'm like agree. that's and I'm like that's not Nick Fury, and I think they really dialed him down to the effect of where he wasn't they didn't want him to be over the top so i think joss made him very you know the, this guy's lead a leader of the you know the, this whole group and he's this guy that's got to be you know very militant mm-hmm. and very you know dealing with you know the world committee and everything i, I think he was very I, I mean i could have seen a little more passion from him but i think they dialed him down on purpose to the point where he didn't overshadow anyone but yet he wasn't as jokey and goofy as he was in some of the other movies yeah the one line I really dug from him was when he was talking to the council 
and they were like uh, talking about the airstrike and everything. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm not going to follow that because that's a stupid ass order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, the character was okay. He really didn't play a huge part in the movie, I don't feel. Like he was there and he, I don't know. He wasn't the main focus. So, no. Could he, they do a movie just on him? I guess they like, could with him and the other two. But and given uh, things that people know, comic fans know about Fury, they could bring him all the way back to Cap's time, mm. essentially, and do like a Fury and the Howling Commandos type thing, or Sergeant Fury. It was at one point, right? Whatever it was, I don't remember. Uh, no, you were right. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I never know. <laughs> Sometimes I oh, hear things, doubt. and okay. Uh, Dan from Baltimore writes in. Hey, Geek Generation, I thought I would answer your call for opinions on the Avengers. I must say, I simply love the movie. It was easily some of the most fun I've had in the theater in years. Also, I could not believe my theater's reaction as their cheers and laughter often would drown out the film. I could literally go go on all day about moments that stuck with me, but one specific pleasant surprise was Black Widow. Joss Whedon has a skill for writing strong female characters, and this is just another example. Mm -hmm. He gave her character a lot more depth and personality than seemed possible after her appearance in Iron Man 2. Her scene interrogating Loki was one of my favorites. It didn't start that way as I was beginning to get furious over what they were doing with the character to only realize I too fell for her trap. This did what many Mm -hmm. summer popcorn blockbusters fail to do and create characters and relationships that you can buy into. Even when the action was going, the story didn't stop. Instead, it was used to even further develop the characters. Michael Bay, take note. This journey has been fantastic, and I can't wait for it to continue. Well Agreed. done. Well done. Speaking I agree, though, that, with, uh, the, with the character. You're right. I mean, he did a really good job. She really was a strong character in the movie. Yeah. So did you guys notice? I don't know. I had a. I didn't know this until one of my friends. You know, the, the scene, the interrogation scene with her and Loki, when Loki calls her a, some, a something Quim. Do you mm-hmm. know what Quim is? That what, what Quim is slang for? No. <laughs> Obviously, Joss put this in the script to see if you get it by the MPAA. I'm assuming uh, it is uh, a reference to female private parts. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard that. And before. apparently, no one picked up hmm. on it because it was like, but I thought that was kind of ingenious. On That's Joss hilarious. Part. Yeah, <laughs> that just shows like the lack of. Ed, I don't know if it's education or well, maybe yeah, a lack like of derogatory no terminology. One, like, yeah, no one fact checked it or looked it up and just like, oh yeah, that's fine. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, next one's a voicemail. From Mike Boyd. Hey, Rob, it's Boyd, your friendly neighborhood video game reviewer. I think the corporate shills at DC Warner were throwing themselves out their office windows like it was the crash of 29 after seeing what the Avengers did in box office last weekend. But seriously, as comic guru numero uno, I had no doubt that the genius behind Buffy and Firefly would assemble an ensemble that clicks as good as the cast of such films as The Godfather and Lord of the Rings. That being said, fuck the nitpickers, naysayers, and YouTube reviewers the eunuch-voiced Hawkeye fans who were disappointed in his lack of usage. That's what the comics are for. I, for one, never thought in my life I would see all these characters I know and love on the screen together. It is a monumental, groundbreaking leap forward for the superhero movies and sets a benchmark that, in my opinion, for the future. That said, Avengers rule, geeks rule, Call of Duty still sucks. Well, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Peace. A very entertaining voicemail from Mike Boyd. How do you feel about him calling himself comic book? Uh, I, I, I took I took umbrage now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's trying to overshadow you, Brian. I, I my knowledge can trump him. No, I'm <laughs> I, I've been reading far longer, but now, uh, yes, always. I had to hold my laugh in through that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Always entertaining, Mike Boyd. Yes. Uh, the next one comes in from Matthew Boyd. 
Of no relation. No relation. It's just funny that they kind of came in back to back. I'll take it. Uh, Matthew Boyd says, gentleman and lady, if Anna is present, which she's not, unfortunately, but we appreciate the recognition of her. (laughs) I saw the Avengers last Friday night at the drive-in. Yes, there are a few left. And I thought it was awesome. Joss Whedon hit hit it out of the park. His writing and directing is just great. The buildup of each character with the brief history of each was right on. The only problem I had with the movie, and I think it may have just been me, but I had a problem with Tony Stark slash Iron Man. To me, he didn't seem to fit in the movie until he had his talk with Loki at his office. Up until that point, it seemed like the Iron Man character was bigger than the others. Almost like the Avengers were a supporting cast in Iron Man 3, if that makes sense. It does. Uh, But after the scene, the character fit in the puzzle. And while I'm speaking of puzzles, I really have no feelings about Hawkeye or the Black Widow. That could be because I know little to nothing about either of them in the comic, or it could be because you could have switched both characters with Agent Phil Coulson and Agent Maria Hill and have the same effect, if not better. But overall, I still think it was a great movie. Uh, any thoughts on any of that before I continue? Well, I don't know anything about those two characters either, but I thought they were yeah. the best. I yeah. thought they were fine. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you can't put you can't like Maria Hill um, was such a small character in that movie, and you know obviously um, Agent Coulson was a huge. You know we didn't really cover that. That was quite the shocking moment for me, mm-hmm. and they sort of swerved the comic fans. I don't know if you you know about this, but they introduced that character into the comics right. two weeks before the movie came out. So kind of like oh you know they're never and then they end up killing him, and it's kind of like. Wow, yeah, I never that, even saw that, it as a possibility, honestly. <laughs> but it was huge. It was a big deal. And I, I actually, when it happened, I kind of got pulled out of the movie for a second, not to the discredit of the movie, but because I've learned so much about Clark Gregg. And I know like when we saw him at uh, New York Comic Con, we saw how passionate he is about that role and about being uh, that character and yeah. involved in these movies. So the first thing I did was like, poor clark in my head like that sucks like yes he got to be a part of this thing but he would have loved to continue he also got to bring the avengers together (laughs) he did it's true so he can maybe he's not really dead oh there's also that well it is a comic book movie so you never really know yeah but whedon also is this i also thought it was a very whedon move that no one is safe and Mm. he can Mm -hmm. take out anyone at any time because he can (laughs) and he likes to (laughs) yeah um continuing on I saw Chris Hardwick on the comic book club on YouTube, and they were saying that with the success of the Avengers and the positive feedback about Mark Ruffalo's version of the Hulk, that there will be a third movie due out in 2015, and that there will also be a TV series coming soon, too. I haven't heard anything about a, another Hulk movie yet, but the TV series we've known about since New York Comic Con, at yeah, least. The, there, all of a sudden, this rumor popped out that there was going to be another Hulk movie, and I don't know where it really started. There's been no confirmation from anyone and um you know i wouldn't shock me but i think everyone's a jumping conclusion because um ruffalo got signed to a six pick six picture deal right but i think a lot of people are forgetting you know that's counting you know if they put him in you know cameos and iron man or cap he should be in the next iron man movie that'd be awesome those two drove off together yeah exactly yeah so it's just like um yeah i think people are jumping to conclusions i don't know after two Hulk movies and they both didn't do anything, I don't think they're going to try a third time. I, don't I do after how great he was. I, again, I think he was the standout character in the Avengers. And I think following this, it's the perfect time to do another Hulk movie. 
versus Wolverine. Just come on, do it, please, <laughs> please. They can't do that, sadly, because <laughs> yeah. of the, the logistics of uh, this movie studios. But yeah, that would be cool. Uh, with that news and after listening to the reviews from the guys at Filmspotting.com, it got me thinking, if Joss helms the Hulk series and it becomes a huge hit on TV, would it be weird for Joss to write the storyline from TV and build it up to a conclusion that would be in the movie? They could even time the movie release during the break in the TV season. I'm not saying that Joss can't make great movies, but he can make great TV shows. Why not cross the streams? Anyway, that's what I thought. Keep up the great work. Sounds like a great idea. I just uh, I don't see Joss just, going no. to that right now. No. no, Joss. Now, at this point, Joss has become a major league. I mean, the, the way this movie's progressing, it's probably going to be the number three movie of all time. I don't think they're gonna. he's going to go back to TV anytime soon. He's going to get deals from – everyone's going to think he's like one him as a director. And two, they already threw – uh, a contract at him for Avengers 2. So I don't think anytime soon we're going to see him going back to TV, but that's just me. Yeah. Uh, we have one last email that is extensively large. <laughs> um, former uh, co-host on the show, Dave Palmacci, wrote in a huge amount of feedback. And normally in an episode, I would not go over an email this long, but we do have a whole show dedicated to the Avengers. And uh, some of these issues might be things that people have that we don't have because we're more knowledgeable about it. But I don't know. So I guess we'll uh, <laughs> jump in. So he says first what he liked. The scene showing Thor, Iron Man and Captain America standing together on the big screen was something I've waited to witness for a very long time. Mm. I mean, if it wasn't just them. It was the fact that a damn Avengers movie is awesome. It was hard for me to hate this movie as I hated Thor and Iron Man, too. I also like the Hulk Bruce Banner in this. That's what he liked. Oh. Now for the stuff he didn't oh, like. It's going to be brutal. Yeah. Wait, that's all he liked? That's that that was his like portion. The uh, rest is uh, all stuff that he didn't Brian's care gonna for. come rant after this, we continue. It's very possible. Brian, cover your mic. <laughs> grab a soda and take a deep we'll, breath. We'll stop after each one and kind of dissect it and I, I'll be honest, I've read through it already and I agree with some of them, but not all of them. Uh now the bad stuff and what Marvel needs to recognize to not have the second movie go into the toilet because the mid credit scene shows someone that makes me far more interested in Avengers two. If they screw that up, then I will riot on Marvel. Since there are people who summarize their entire review of The Dark Knight solely based upon the voice of Bale's Batman and ignore plot, character development, and good screenplay, even though his voice had the reason of masking Bruce Wayne's identity, then I'm going to pick apart the dozens of things wrong with The Avengers, even though I overall thought it was a decent movie. <laughs> so this is interesting. Uh, one, Marvel. Do we really need a punchline every three minutes from every character? Hawkeye and Iron Man are semi-wise guy characters in the comics, not Captain America, Thor, and Loki, and everyone else in the damn movie. There were so many punchlines that when the serious parts came, I didn't take them that serious. I felt absolutely nothing for the someone who died. I just didn't care because it still felt like a quirky joke. And that was kind of the point I had made earlier, is that there were, yep, I thought I, there were a bit too many jokes. I don't know. I, I didn't, I don't know. I, this is the first time I've heard either you, you two, the only people, and I, I have a lot of people that I've talked to this movie about. And I don't know if it's just being comic fans and the fact that we've waited for this movie since we were, you know, I've been dreaming of this movie since I was a kid. I, I just don't see anything like well, that. Well, it's not thing. that because I'm in the same boat. Well, it's just like, I don't know. I don't see this whole jokiness. Like, I, I thought it was quirky humor. I didn't think it was really like, you know, it wasn't like they were, you know, doing stand up comedy like I, I don't know that's I, just me I, I didn't really see the, the I didn't see that same issue with the exception of the one or two that you mentioned I kind of was like oh, I could see that but not like to the point of every three minutes you know I don't know and to me the audience it seemed like every audience I started with enjoyed it so I don't know yeah I don't know I think you would just wanted like a super serious movie 
But yeah. if some people if it was just super want serious, that, yeah. it wouldn't have worked. No, Iron Man have. wasn't a super serious movie. Like you go the back Batman and watch Iron movies Man, there's a were, clip every five yeah. seconds. And yeah. even just the, the, the lighting and just the way the movie was done, it wouldn't have worked. Like Batman was just so dark. Well, yeah, that, this that isn't the comical dark night, moments, you can't do that. Right, the comical like moments wouldn't have worked in that movie. Yeah. Right. No, that th- was fine. He doesn't know. Uh, point two, Marvel <laughs> Marvel hates masks and costumes. Uh, Captain America and Iron Man aside, one of the coolest things about characters like Hawkeye was his costume and mask in the comic. I can understand changing things for a movie, but to do the typical Marvel stunt of sucking all creativity out of costumes and going for the all black, no mask, no cape look is getting boring. They did it with X-Men. Now they're doing it with Avengers. People like to claim, oh, but it makes it more realistic. Then don't make a superhero movie. Superheroes have costumes and uniforms. Are we expected to have cosplayers in the near future dressed in all black and street clothes? Ah, but I want to see the actors act. Yeah, because there's far too many Oscars going to superhero actors. I mean, uh, I was in tears with how beautiful the acting was in Thor. I can't get any more sarcastic. And wow. yeah, I, well, right. I think he's already destroyed his own point because the only character they did that with was Hawkeye. And that was like an amalgamation, as many of the costumes were of the, regular costumes in the ultimate universe i was costumes. just gonna say does he not read comics that's the ultimate hawkeye costume two thor had a cape thor had his actual costume so where is he talking about no one had any capes black widow's wearing her costume from the comics yep cap's wearing it like I don't know what he's talking about. We so were apparently- even talking about how Captain America's costume fell out of place in the yeah. movie a little bit. So they were even going, well, yeah. we need to stay consistent to the costume. So I don't and, understand this argument at all. And also, has anyone seen Hawkeye's mask from the comics? It would be, he would look like it's a atrocious. clown if he walked yeah. in. It's the reason know. they don't put Wolverine's mask on him. It would yeah, look horrible yeah. on silly. film. Some things are drawn just to be drawn. And in reality, yeah. would look completely silly. But I, I understand his point. But... Well, actually, no, I kind of don't. <laughs> no, I don't like the fact that he's taking shots at like, you know, acting and like, OK, he didn't like Thor. But why is he taking sh- like making it sound like everyone else who liked it is an idiot because apparently the acting was so bad and, you know, whatever. It does drive me crazy in a lot of movies where they pull off the character's mask every like five minutes. And it looks like it's going to be that way in the new Spider-Man movie, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, and they did it in the previous Spider-Man ones yeah. as well, too. And yeah. I do hate that. And I understand yeah. that point in that anger. But it really didn't happen in this one. There no, was it has one, no fit for this movie at all. There was the one part where like Cap got his mask torn off, and yeah, that but was it was like it. yeah, but for the last that battle. was for a reason. Yeah. yeah. So it ultimately, I don't understand this argument at all. The only, I mean, I do wish Hawkeye had his shades. That's it. That's it. Minor, minor, super minor. Yeah, that, that's that's completely normal though, I and mean, expected. But the fact, yeah, they're all looking cool on top there. of the building. Shooting yeah. arrows with like glasses on, like. Phew. Well, he normally wears red shade, like red tinted yeah. shades, with the rest oh, of that. that he was wearing them at the end when they were all splitting up at the very end. Right, right. He'll do it in the next movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, three. Speaking of masks and costumes, what the hell was the deal with Loki? He would randomly go in and out from his Asgard outfit, which I thought was very cool, and they did a good job with, and his black regular Joe outfit. There was no explanation for why he would shift in and out from costume to costume. For me, this mm. just feels nitpicky. It didn't bother me. Yeah, again, actually, all of this sounds nitpicky yeah. to me. It's just like he's trying to find ways to like rip the movie apart because he feels vindicated because people made fun of Dark Knight for some reason. I don't know how that has anything to do with this movie, but that's well, okay. I don't think he that's had, his reason for doing this. He had but. the he switched over to like the Asgard uh, outfit every time he was in the public's view. He wants yeah. to look like he's a god. Like he he looks intimidating with horns. I honestly didn't think about that, but for yeah. the most part, each that time, seems accurate. He only switched no, back and forth twice. Accurate. Mike's right. Yeah. And each time it was in the public's eye. When he's on top of the building getting ready to fight, he gets the costume back on. Like he's 
the center of attention yeah. suddenly. You know, I think that was the purpose of that. I mean, if any point makes you mental, this will probably be the one because I don't oh, know what go. I don't know what <laughs> Brian's movie. gonna Hulk up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna smash. Yeah, <laughs> Brian smash on this one. I don't know what movie he was watching, honestly, because some of it's obvious uh, for the failure of Loki's villainy. If Loki could possess certain people with his little spear thingy, then why didn't he just do that to all the Avengers and get it over with? He couldn't possess Stark, though. Um, um, yeah, excuse they, me, I'm blowing my nose. No, I'm okay. sorry. Uh, <laughs> I can't breathe. They made it very obvious that the arc reactor blocked yeah. the spear. Yeah, it was glowing, and yeah. he kept poking it, and it wouldn't work. The it Tesseract blamed. is a thing that makes energy, and it's being blocked by other energy. That seems yeah. very simple. I don't know why that's an issue. <laughs> Uh, and he said, continues, okay, I get Bruce Banner because there would be no movie I know, but why even bother with the scenario in the first place? Hmm. Secondly, Loki is all about mischief and deception. He doesn't need his spirit thingy. They could have convincingly had it be that Loki wants to be taken captive so he could influence the chaos and arguments amongst the Avengers. This could then have led to stronger world characters like Captain America seeing the fighting as part of Loki's plan. So he goes to try and get rid of Loki from the ship, but it takes, but it's too late. Now the Hulk is loose and bada bing, bada boom. No, instead, Marvel makes the Avengers act like arrogant teenagers, which become this very forced, typical predictable Power Rangers storyline of the what? new team members always fight with each other, then learn to work as a team and cooperate only after that shit goes down. Yay. Did, did anybody else? Wow. I, that's what I expected. With, with this well, movie. no, I was here's like, the I other can't problem. I to see them fight with each other because they're not going to get along. The thing is, I don't know what movie he watched because they were fighting because of Loki. Like, the thing he His said he wanted to happen is, is what, is, is what is happened. Right. What happened? Did he not watch? Did, I, did he even watch this movie? I think he watched the other Avengers movie. Yeah, the you watch out in like the nineties? <laughs> I don't know. It seemed very obvious that Loki was the one influencing yeah. them. He was always he could always tell what was going on in the ship. They showed shots going back to him where he'd just sit there smiling. Yeah, yeah. to say his villainy was like not working. Like, I, dude, the guy almost destroyed the world. Like, he was like I, remotely I, I, I influencing them through the spear. And then also to say a Power Ranger team, like what? What? So just I, 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 I understand. Don't uh, I don't know why he's connecting it to Power Rangers, but <laughs> but there that that storyline of new team members fighting and then cooperating in the end is a constant one that happens all over the and place. The Did we expect anything Avengers. different? Doesn't yeah. that happen like in every sports movie? Yeah. Yeah, and, you know and that's I mean? the whole. The Avengers were the first team that they were all. It wasn't like the Justice League where they got along. They all were. If you read the first couple of issues of Avengers, they all didn't get along, and that was the whole point of the car- the, the movie is they couldn't get on. And then at the end, they've sort of formed this bond where they they you know they can work together. But and you know, I, I that's I'm, yeah, I'm, I I'm, I'm, I'm biting I thought my Lo- Loki was a good character. He did by the end, like when the Hulk just slams him. At yeah. that point, I'm like, he's not even a threat anymore. No. Like he, it seemed like as the movie went on and got closer to the the, the yeah. invasion, mm. he just became less of a threat because the Avengers became more of a team. Right. Yeah. He was just at so that it point. Sense. It was just like, yeah, he doesn't even. Yeah. Like I could just see him switching sides and be like, <laughs> my bad. I'll help you. And and you that's know? kind of what he does. Right. Yeah. And until he can find his opportunity again. So that last argument was just, I don't even know what movie he was watching. I just want to say that I feel that's a slight to, you know, all these actors who did an amazing, like, especially Tom Hiddleston, who played Loki, who did a phenomenal job. I think that's yeah, just, did. you know, a, a complete asinine comments. But, yeah. you know, you're entitled to your opinion. I'm not. <laughs> Five. Hawkeye was too over the top and Thor was too weak. They made Hawkeye. 
they made Hawkeye out to be the character that just so happens to have the perfect arrow in the perfect situation. Hawkeye was my favorite Avenger, so it takes a lot for me to come out with this, but BS is BS. The arrow that is made to press two specific buttons on board the shield ship. Really? That means Hawkeye would have to be sitting around one day and say to himself, you know what? Someday I think I'm going to need to destroy the entire shield airship. I could make a mini warhead arrow, but no. I will make a mold of the top level authorized command deck buttons and then create an arrow from that mold that will press these buttons when the time comes. At the beginning of the movie, shield has dozens of scientists trying to figure out the Tesseract cube and Hawkeye is the one that figures out what it does. I can slam both of these right away. Yes, my guess is that he made the specific arrowhead with the specific purpose of uh, doing what it did because he made it while he was under Loki's influence. Mm, Very very good, Rob. Yeah, (laughs) it it was part of a detailed and specific plan to bring down the helicarrier. So he made it for that specific purpose. And to say Hawkeye was played over the top out of any character in the movie, he was played the most serious out of anyone. I don't think he had one like jokey line or anything. So that is the most another asinine nitpicky comment that I have no idea where he's coming from. And he didn't figure out the cube. He just repeated what he had heard while he was up in his nest. Like he was just informing fury of what he didn't know because he wasn't in that scenario with everybody else. told him to go up there to learn, you know, he had him sit up there for a reason. That was just them giving Hawkeye more lines. (laughs) So I, again, I don't understand that. Um, On to Thor. I know he's the god of thunder and you can't have him going around doing everything, but they made it appear like Iron Man was his equal. I can see making the Hulk and Thor neck and neck, but Iron Man is no match for Thor. They also made Thor have the dumbest first appearance in the movie. It was so random. I kind of agree with that. Iron Man and Thor are not toe to toe. Well, they de- depowered Thor to a level because if you have Thor being a god, then there's really no movie, right. and you have Thor basically being the most powerful. I mean, you 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 have to sort of there's a balancing that. act. Yeah, you can't you can't have Thor being like, okay, I've got all these god powers, so why do we even need all these other characters? Then sure. there's no movie. I understand so. that. So while it's a vague agreement, there it's that's vague, but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, why do villains always need humans? This goes back to Loki possessing people. If he can teleport back and forth from this alien homeworld to Earth, why can't he bring the aliens with him? Why does he need a human scientist to build a machine that uses the Tesseract cube thing? Cosmic cube, I prefer. So what purpose would the Tesseract cube be in the year 1900 if they need 2012 technology to make it be of any purpose? And Loki needs humans to drive him around in an SUV. I took note of that. Um, Loki could not teleport back and forth without the cube. He was projecting himself with the aid of the spear. When he went back to talk with the Chitari, mm. he like sat down with the spear and projected an image of himself in his horned outfit. Right. Yeah. And we saw two of them on screen at once. I thought that was fairly evident. He must yeah. have like bent down to grab his drink or something. I missed that. Honestly, at this point, I just think he's trying to find plot holes and logic points that it's a comic book movie. There's guys with fucking giant hammers and shields and mm. it's a mist there's alien races coming down to try to destroy the world and you're looking for like lo- logic like scientific like you know but yeah, at the it, same time they covered the bases i don't know no, where these arguments are coming it, from it's almost like he's try- i mean if you can do this with any you can do this to any movie i could do this with dark knight if i wanted to and i'm not but you can you can th- this is like this is absolutely basically trying to suck the enjoyment of everyone else I, it just seems like it's kind of like saying else, why like, was why was the joker insane in the dark knight that seems silly <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was like, well, all he messy. Is. Didn't he have a comb? He must have had a comb in that jacket. Yeah. Why, why does he, <laughs> uh, he show his origin three different times? Point seven. 
Characters were all over the place at the end. The action scene at the end that were entirely made for the 3D ticket sales got a bit confusing and incoherent with reference to where they could leave characters off. And then when the film returned to those characters, they would be in an entirely different area. There was no continuality. What? Um, What's he talking about? They're all running around, um, helping to helping. And each even other. if they were in different places, I don't know. It was so minor. I even didn't I, is he notice. Is referring to like care. how all of a sudden the Hulk's like running through an office building, which was awesome, by the way. I, I did yes, see that coming. But at the same time, the Hulk can jump miles right. in one well, all yeah. jump. So uh, this is this is just getting like worse by the minute. I'm sorry. This is just getting like it's ridiculous. almost over. <laughs> Tony Stark gets a special 3D holographic debriefing file because he's Tony Stark, but everyone else gets a regular Manila folder printout from Kinko's. Uh, Captain America got a folder. Yep. Pretty sure no one else did. And no. later, Cap has a computer when they're going Thor to the Shield helicopter or anything. Yeah. And again, what does this have to do with how good? The, I don't not, know. And I again, the that. 3D that wasn't given to Tony. Tony was given a computer, and Tony's system made it, it the yeah. 3D production. Projection, I loved when so. he walked up on on the ship. Yeah. And he's like looking for like the how the holograms yeah. pop up, and he's just like, <laughs> "How do I use this?" Like, you have to turn. What? Like, <laughs> yeah. How does how does <laughs> yeah. Fury see it with the one eye patch? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't understand that point because it's not everyone else. Cap's the only other one that got a folder. And and if you gave him that technology, he would just probably exactly. look at you like lost. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? And he is looking at a video screen yeah. when they're on the way to the helicarrier, so I don't know. Uh nine. We don't need A C D C every time Iron Man shows yeah, up. Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. That's For me, it was I got funny. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was like a wrestling intro. <laughs> it yeah, it's awesome. like a call back to the other, you know. What? He's just he has to make a grand entrance. He did it in yeah. the other movie. Yeah. So what's he gonna do? He takes over the PA system of the yeah. ship and like, totally. I'm here. Okay, almost there, almost there. Point ten. The first appearance of the Hulk. He's a mindless juggernaut about to kill everyone on board the ship, yet Banner comes back later and has full control over the Hulk. Oh, I'm always angry. Ah, yeah, that explains it. Wait, huh? We covered Um, this already. Yeah, we kind of discussed this. So, yeah, it's it's basically that... um, I think it was just because he initiated the change and Loki had yeah. no hand in I love what that. was he's going like, on. What's your secret? And he finally like and tells you he's like, I'm always angry. Yeah. That was and cool. He, that was probably the best Hulk scene like any ever put to film where he just like turns like instantly and just slams yeah. his fist into the ship. And- Did you like that he turned and like instantly changed? Because I thought it would have been a cooler quick to see him like running as a normal guy towards this thing and yeah. them all being like, What are you doing? And then he just starts to change. Just I think it was time to show to that it. he had complete control. Right. Now. Um, I understand why they did it the way that they did. It was a yeah. fast change. Yeah. He turned yeah. and was like, I'm the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. But I would have almost cool. preferred him to like keel over and start doing the change that way and then like make it into an uppercut, like come up from that. Oh, yeah. But, you know, everyone's different. Uh, the other thing I liked, and so there's another thing he likes, is the med cre- is the mid-credit scene, which as a comic book fan, I feel was the best tidbit of any Marvel movie. This raises the expectations of Avengers 2, which by God, I hope they don't screw up or make bland. We shall see. Oh, he's going to bitch about that. Well, yeah. If you Probably. didn't like this movie, why are you looking forward <laughs> right. to Avengers 2? Because obviously you you hate it. You're basically like two things and just ripped apart the entire movie. So I don't think you're going to enjoy Avengers 2, obviously, if you didn't enjoy, enjoy Avengers 1. So. I should point out that Dave did write an article for another site in which he just went over before Avengers came out and it was an article why the Avengers is going to suck. So awesome. So he already had the so preset had no notion that it right. was going to, if you go in with the movie thinking it's going to be terrible, then most likely the movie's going to be terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a, a lot of half of that, like was points that I can kind of understand a person having the others were, I don't even know what movie was being watched. Yeah. I think he might've been under the influence. I'm joking. I don't know. like completely not making any sense. Like yeah. I've heard nitpicks online and I can under, some people are saying, you know, 
you know, Joss Whedon, you know, anyone could have directed this movie, you know, just a placeholder basically because, you know, it was going to make this much with all these yeah, characters. Hardly. Something like that I could, okay, nitpick, but these random, like, things that make no goddamn sense or just blow my mind. But that's okay. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, why was Electro Man in Spider-Man 2? Wait, no, <laughs> he wasn't in Spider-Man 2. I don't know what movie you were watching. Um, that was that was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get the rage meter up for a little while. Yeah. All right. Okay. Next. Uh, we have some quick news things that are Avenger related, mm-hmm. so it's important to talk about them. Box office success being yeah. the first, obviously. It earned eighty point five million on opening day, right? Which puts it second behind Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows oh, Part come Two, on. which had earned. <laughs> I know, I know, Mike. Which had earned ninety one million. Just uh, wait for Avengers Two. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it set a new opening weekend record of two hundred and seven point okay. four right. million. The projected was two hundred point three, so that's the number on okay. all the memes out there. But yeah. two hundred seven point four yeah, was no, the actual number. That's what I saw online. Okay. Too. Uh, it beat the previous record holder of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows for that. Thank you, superhero fans. Which was at 169.2 million. So, so it not only did it, it beat it, it yeah. kicked Harry Potter in the balls and then shoved him down the steps. It did. <laughs> Worldwide, it's grossed over $854 million, putting it among the top 20 all-time global blockbusters in just two weeks. It, it made how much? Uh, eight hundred fifty-four million globally. So it already beat out what the Dark Knight. Nah, we're talking uh, global. Yes, not global. Yeah, oh. we're talking global. Global. But they're already saying it's on pace to. Oh, that's beat, right. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking of something else. Yeah, doing a billion, which uh, just is you know this is you know it, it, the way it's on pace for. I mean, it made it's it's the first movie ever to keep. I forget how much it made. They're estimating this weekend that mm-hmm. it made on the second weekend. It already broke the the record for second weekend grosses um, with no drop with with like less than so I don't the, know how much drop off. But um, this would be the could this be the highest grossing movie of all time? No, it's not going to be Titanic and Avatar, but it could. There is on pace to get number three. Hey, right? did, did I don't you think guys see fair. it in three D. No. Oh no. I was bummed. I was going to take Heather to see it at the IMAX, yep. but you could only see it in three D, and then I got. Oh, that sucks. I was like, "Do you want to yeah. see it in 3D?" She goes, "No." I don't think it's fair that um <laughs> that movies like Titanic and Avatar can be re-released and have that added exactly. on to their total box no, office. No, you can't add that on. That's, they do that's though. Cheating. They do. They they do. do. They cheating. They do, but they shouldn't. So it's not going to beat them, but yeah, it's on pace to be easily number three of all time. Yeah, which. It, when you think about it, like I knew this was going to be a big hit, I did not think it was going to be. And uh, I'm not. This is not, again. I'm not trying to take a slight at you, Rob, because I know you love Batman. And I love. Well, it, no. But if I we go back to our predictions beforehand, I'm pretty sure I predicted Avengers is the top of this then, year, money then wise. Were, then you were right. I don't remember. <laughs> you may, you were correct, sir. We had we had gone I, over predictions at one point, and I, while I know the Dark Knight Rises will be widely popular, oh, yeah. it's it's going to make so the, much the money, Avengers but, the amount of money and anticipation yeah. behind this is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That's, it that's was what I was going to say. I don't think Batman's going to be able to. No, I don't think so. I don't but, think it is. I think it's going to help Batman. Oh yeah, but I don't think exactly. Batman's going to top it. No, but uh, I just yeah, I, I, it's incredible the amount of money it's making, and the fact that I mean, I went to see it Friday night, and it was like it was like it was an opening week, and there was the theater not a, one seat left in the theater. Like people were, it, it's it's got great word of mouth. That's the other thing it's got going mm-hmm. for. It's got ninety four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so people are saying it's a great movie, so more people are going to see it, and it's got a little drop off, much like Dark Knight um, when that came out. It had a lot of little drop off of yep. people. You know, so it's 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 going to it's just a massive success on all. Levels. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of the people in the movie, Mark Ruffalo, like we said, signed that six picture deal 
And here's him confirming that information. I definitely want to ask you, um, what every Marvel movie or every Marvel actor signs on, they do like a multi-picture deal. I'm yeah. sure they signed you for a billion movies. I'm sure you were a little nervous. Six, yes. Ex exactly. Were you a little bit like now after you've seen the movie, you're like, I can make a lot more of these. I, oh, definitely. And, uh, you know, the experience too was great. I, I really had a good time and it was fun. And I love that, that, that group of people. Fantastic. Very excited Sweet. for that. Hoping we get more Hulk movies. Mm -hmm. uh, lastly, well, not lastly, we have one more thing, but it'd be remiss to go through this episode without hearing from Joss Whedon himself, who says here that there will be at least 30 minutes of deleted scenes on the DVD and the Blu-ray, which wow. is pretty extensive. So that would here, have made it a three hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he covers why that didn't happen, actually. So here we go. About how many minutes do you think will be on the DVD Blu-ray of deleted scenes? Mm, at least 30. Get out. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a very big number. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, my first assembly was three hours long. Uh, is it a lot of stuff that's like character stuff, or is it is? It's some character stuff. It's that, but it was more ancillary. Uh, Marvel, you know, uh, never wanted to take the texture out of the movie, the, the little moments between people. Uh, we wanted, obviously, to streamline it and to make it uh, not so long that it became self-indulgent, uh, which at, at that length it was, but um, but they also, and they wanted to focus on the Avengers uh, more than anything else, but the thing I loved was there were so many little moments that I thought, they're going to they're gonna make me squeeze this out, and they never did. Once we had the, the structure down, they, they really wanted it to breathe and for these, these things to to, you know, be as, as textured as they could be. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And I agree. I mean, they've already, I mean, you, you, it's a two and a half hour movie, which is the longest Marvel movie they've put out. So, I mean, it's not like they, you know, cut out, like made him cut out, you know, tons of crap. So, I mean, it's still the longest movie they put out. And to me, it was paced really well that it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie to me. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, this is the last news item here. And we've <laughs> kind of mentioned it already. That uh, Disney chairman and CEO Bob Iger spoke with CNBC about the future of the cinematic Marvel universe in which he said, quote, the Avengers isn't just a film, says Iger. It's a franchise from our perspective. Obviously, it was helped a lot by the success of Iron Man movies and of Thor and Captain America. From the Avengers, we get a chance. To notice there's no mention of the Incredible Hulk because it wasn't a success, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the, I've, I've kind of been bothered by that. Everyone's kind of ignoring the fact that The Incredible Hulk was one of the movies in the stream. But I, I don't think, know. Uh, I, you know why, honestly, I think they're ignoring it. Yeah. Is because um, it was made by, it was distributed by Universal and now oh, they got bought okay. by Disney. They don't kind of want to acknowledge that. Gotcha. That's stupid. That's like WWE ignoring Chris Benoit. <laughs> no, right. Come on. <laughs> uh, from the Avengers, we get a chance to make Thor 2 and Captain America 2 and Iron Man 3 and hopefully another Avengers movie. So this one film that is immensely successful is going to get a number of other films and franchises. <laughs> Iron Man 3 and Thor 2, for people who don't remember, are set for next year. And Captain America 2 is set for 2014. There's also an undisclosed film set for May 16th, 2014. There's no confirmation whether or not that will be a sequel or will be the sequel to the Avengers, or if that date is set for another character in the Marvel Universe. Interesting. And that is pretty much it, boys. This actually went longer than I expected it to, but uh, all Avengers. All Avengers. We have all assembled Avengers. today. All Avengers all day. <laughs> we have assembled today to discuss the Avengers. Yes. And now we are done. So... <laughs> Final thoughts, just something you'd like to plug, Mike Volpe. No, I'm good. Brian? If you like movies, check out my movie podcast at uh, movienoise.com slash Isle, which is Isle of the Damned. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Xander Harris. All righty. 
please go to thegeekgeneration.com to see all the stuff that we share with you guys while you're there there's a button to go to itunes please 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 write us a review we're so close to 50 if you have any questions comments insults or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode you can send those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on twitter or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787 as always the show theme is provided by machine supremacy a link to their website is on our site so we are now going to disassemble until next week mm-hmm. and then we will see you guys then later see ya make it so